This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I like that laugh. <laughs> I love too much. What can I say? But I'm raining it in. I'm raining it in. I'm raining it in. Remember when Leonard Bernstein talked like Billy Madison for that one part of his life? (laughs) Where do you think Adam got it? I'm raining it in. (laughs) Bernstein reference. (laughs) Oh, that was that was that was Sandler doing his tribute to the maestro. Old Hollywood. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, I'm so pro. Speaking of old Hollywood, you got to see your guy on the screen on Sunday. Yeah. Well, you know who know else? Hollywood is it? Old is it? You know how... Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're to have Good Christian Fun. Good, good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture. Sorry, I get tongue-tied when I think about him. <laughs> I know. I just start twirling nervous. my hair and kicking my heels around. It's a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for and made by Christians. But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have fun. We don't care. We're not invested in anything or anyone or you or you. And certainly not you listening at home. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little tense after yeah. our off mic conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin got some feedback on some of the paint in his house, which I understand is devastating. <laughs> I still think about a comment my mom made about paint that I ended up changing. And I was like, oh, I just changed it to this color. And she's like, yeah, that's good. It's good you did that. I was like, oh, excuse me? Because the first round I thought was pretty nice. Yeah. Anyway. Now imagine your mom times 10. That's my relationship with you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that, is wh- that is out of whack. Um, okay, speaking of Bruce Springsteen. Uh, the old guy was Bruce Springsteen. He was there. He was there to lose for a song that I don't like that much that was nominated for a Golden Globe. What was it for again? It was called Addicted to Love. And it's from an Anne Hathaway and Peter Dinklage movie. Mm-hmm. No one's seen. He wrote a song for it. Addicted to... What? I'm sorry, not addicted to love. Addicted to romance. See, I don't even know it. It's from the film She Came to Me. <laughs> she came to me. 
but yes, it's a movie that came and went with very little fanfare. I don't um, know why I'm glad he's came because that meant Bruce came. Yeah, he did as well. I still don't know why he flew out. But how validated do I feel when all all the little Gen Z kids and all the all the people on Letterboxd and everyone else are like, poor things, poor things. Oh, we stand. And the man who made poor things, when he went to the Golden Globe, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm just such a big fan of Bruce. And he starts girling out, looking at him. He's like, we have the same birthday. And he's like, okay, man, <laughs> whatever. Because <laughs> truly, if you compare their work, Yorgos Lanthimos, who made poor things, and Bruce Springsteen, you wouldn't say, clearly, he's inspired. Mm. No, Bye. this man that makes movies about rich people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loves yeah, yeah. An Amer- a scrappy American bandana guy. Yeah, and an, an extraordinarily European in his bones mm-hmm. artist. I, I love his movies too. But like that Bruce Springsteen would be <laughs> one of his influences <laughs> is cuckoo to think about. He's yeah. like, you're my hero. I love you. Who else did Bruce get photos with that night? Well, you know, he talked to Cooper. Oh, you know, you know, he talked to Bradley. Uh, he got a photo with Matt Damon that night. I'm sure wow. they have some sort of history. Mm-hmm. Hanks wasn't there. Him and Hanks are legitimately buds. They go back. Because they're special connection. Um, um, sad he didn't get a photo with Taylor. I know. That would have been a coup. They haven't taken a picture together in 10 years. Uh, wow. Since 2014. <laughs> it's a lot that you know that. Yeah. It's really a lot well, that you know that. He went backstage at one of her shows and she gave him a guitar. This was on the 1989 tour. Uh-huh. There's a little video of this. And the 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 picture is terrible. It's this grainy black and white selfie oh. that they have together. And it's not particularly good of him. It's fine of her, obviously, because she's so photogenic. But then she, uh, she gives him her guitar and he does a little dancing in the dark. And she's like, you know, yeah. doing the surprise face that uh-huh. she does. But yeah, I wonder if he just wanted to hang out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let me check in. 74. Some people kiss the ring. Do you want to get out of the house to LA to just hang out? Yeah. Was Did he was like, I got to see Selena Gomez. See what she's up to. <laughs> Timothy and Kylie, I heard they're dating. <laughs> Marilyn Marty, that would be a huge coup <laughs> if, they, if they were oh gosh, in fact together. I'm still excited about that potential. As, as is the rumor. Meryl Streep and Martin Short, maybe. Maybe That's they're smashing. There's a height difference. Isn't she married? No. Oh no. I mean, we all thought she isn't was up until in, like a month ago. And then she's like, surprise, I've been divorced for seven years. Separated. Wow. Not divorced. Separated. Pardon me. Yeah. Separated. Uh, just in case of legal action. I hate to correct. <laughs> she does listen to the podcast Mar- and, she's and she's famously listens. Yeah. We'll she listens to ass. any podcast that happens in her neighborhood of Pasadena, California. Oh, yeah. She has a house out here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Glamorous. Yeah. Maybe it's the only house she has. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. But speaking of film legends, we're talking about another legendary film today. Yeah. The Miracle Season. Oh, boy. Oscar winning. Which you kind of wish Bruce would have written a song for this. Like, and then they spiked at the net and they said, live like love. Yeah. Uh, But we can't do it alone. Of course, we need the very special help of a very special guest making her debut on the show friends and folks she's a comedian what? and writer you may know her from dropout no. or crapopolis or rick and morty give it the hell up for siobhan thompson it's me <laughs> i'm here that's right she's Hello, very Dexter. here good job <laughs> way to go 
There, that's a real one move when they sing with the song sing that they're in. introduced yeah. to. I just got to sing praises to myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess yourself is your own God, huh? Is that wow, the kind that of is, energy you're coming in with? L.A. Awful individualistic. Yeah. Hey, I just love be a energy. I'm just like an energy guy. I just like really love. I just like think that there's something out there, you know? That's about half the people we've had on the show. I would say <laughs> one third, one half. Energy I mean, lovers. Look, listen. I believe there's something. I just grew up around too many energy lovers to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And good for them that can do those things. God bless them. Absolutely. If that's Ener- your vibe. Energy bless them. Energy bless them. <laughs> Big guy in the sky, mm-hmm. have fun on that rainbow bridge of yeah. whatever it is that you're doing. Not for everyone. No, not for everyone. What's your relationship to energy? You don't love it? Um, Them, him, her? You know, I, as long as it has nothing to do with me, it's fine. <laughs> I don't have a personal beef with energy. Uh, I, I find energy's followers somewhat exhausting when I start <laughs> talking about it. Here's a question for okay. the room. Who's got the best followers? You talk to them. You're like, you're talking to me about your thing. Um, and I'm like, okay with that. Or maybe they don't talk about their religion or their whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like about guy. Judaism is that they have no interest in me joining. Yeah. And like, I say this as somebody, I have like two step parents who are Jewish and I had a third, like my, my mom's previous guy was also Jewish. At no point at all, in my 30 years of having Jewish relatives, <laughs> has anybody gone, you know, wouldn't you be interested in Judaism? <laughs> Not for one second. Absolute discretion. Keeping it to themselves. But I did go to Catholic school for a couple of years and they were very into Ooh. us joining. In, yeah, in they're not going to let you slip. Yeah. Through. Is your question which religion has the best followers or just anything? Uh, yeah, I guess fandom like, like rel- Barb's versus Swifties. Are you the, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, ba- Barb's can be a religious, you know, oh, following. Yeah. I mean, it's um, their yeah, that stand culture is also very terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I guess like, not fans, more, yeah, like who uh, of, of various, you know, people you encounter and their and their religions in LA, you know, who's really like, I can work with these people. Um, and you said Judaism, that's a good one. Um, Mormons can be very nice. Yeah. They also do want you to come over. They really want you to come over. (laughs) I haven't had a bad experience with the Mormon. And they're not into that. No? Right. The Mormons, they don't love they don't love the cursing. Are you close with any Mormons? I'm not close with any Mormons. I've met them. I'm trying to think if I'm close. There's not a lot of Mormons doing alt comedy. You'd be surprised. Well, they have their own SNL. There right. was a, I won't say who, but there was a friend of ours that got offered a, a fairly lucrative deal wow. to do their sketch comedy show that BYU runs. Oh, yeah. That's obviously like non-union, as in it's on a little sure. enclave and in But you personally, I'm sure, would get paid a lot of money. It's one of those like... Me? No, no, no. The the person who was offered it. It's like, yeah. well, if you're at the top of the game in a non-union situation, you're going to get paid a lot. Regardless, especially it's, in a it's wealthy a church guys. like the Mormons. Yes. And that's kind of what so we learned from money. 2023 is like unions, uh, do we need them? <laughs> <laughs> I just am speechless. I'm jury's speechless. Out. <laughs> jury's out on unions. Yeah, from the strikes and stuff. It was like, oh, okay. Oh, God, okay. Hey. Like, I got my steps in. Isn't that nice? But <laughs> Well, because I think we, we all in the room are about that no drama life. You yes. know, like, if I can make a 
cross stitch with a snap of my fingers, it would be David Zaslav is like a common guest on this podcast, right? You have yeah. David Zaslav on oh, here all the time. Know, he's yeah. on Movie Heaven all the time. One of our <laughs> rotating yeah. shows that we do. Yeah. Strikes are strikes are bad energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's an energy I don't want to. Yeah, serve. it's it's negative because at the end of the day, energy is all about being ruggedly individualistic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and working as a union is no, not collectives in that vibe. are very yes. they they have conflict. It's very it it it's the same philosophy to me as feminism means I'm allowed to be a housewife, oh, and right. that's my choice and choice, and feminism. it's all about choice and it's all about individualism and it's not about like hey maybe let's rescue everybody from the patriarchy it's all about like what can i get out of feminism they call that choice feminism i think you could call it like step one feminism yes there are a lot more steps not first wave step one (laughs) step one (laughs) and then you need to get to 10 yes there's 10 okay let's go through them step one yeah well kevin it's kind of your expertise if you want it and you have a lot of trophies step one i can be a housewife (laughs) two through nine is mostly hating men (laughs) step two (laughs) you can be a housewife (laughs) step three we can all be gorgeous okay step four somebody around he's got to do the work (laughs) (laughs) step five I hate men. <laughs> they should do it. That's right. Siobhan, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for thank having you. me. On the show. For the first time. We haven't, <laughs> I'm realizing, Caroline, we haven't had a new guest in like six months. Jeez Louise. Whoa, wow. Or four, four or five months, excuse Goodness. me. Last, our last. Wow, what an honor. New to the fresh. show guest, a debut guest was September of last year. This is, you know, when you're in year seven of a podcast, when you're on episode sure. 309, it's like, well. You have your favorite old socks. You're going to have some yeah. repeat customers. Yeah, your yeah. podcast has had full cellular turnover. All, <laughs> all of the cells that you had in your body are different from the Thank cells you. that you had when you began this podcast. That's a beautiful way to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't you get like a new, you have like new skin after seven years or something? That's what they say. I mean, who knows if that's actually true, but yeah, it sounds good. It sounds sounds like something P. Holmes would say. (laughs) Wow. You dare say that to me ever again. Christian man, (laughs) P. Holmes. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually the worst slur I could lob at you. It's like, oh, that reminds me of P. (laughs) Ultimate energy guy. Uh, I would love to know how you, you alluded to it. A little bit, but I would love to know how you grew up with religion, where um, I was. God, I mean, it's so different in England mm-hmm. because, I mean, I'm not baptized. I'm not christened, but I went to Christian schools all the way through because that's what we have in England mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have separation of church and state. We have whatever the opposite of that is. The, the <laughs> Wait, king so is the head the of the church. The conflation. Are yes. Still part of that. Okay. So the Church of England, the head of the church is the king. Right. Um, because Henry VIII got horny and wanted to marry Anne Boleyn. And so now, now we have... And you have that beautiful legacy. Now we have Protestantism. It's part of that. And Prince um, Charles. And pr- he also gets horny. Yeah. It's They're a, a horny lot. <laughs> and look, who can blame them? They're keeping it going. Who's They're, the least horny royal? Uh... That's really tough. They're all Anne? so horny. It might be Anne, but she does do a lot of horse riding. That's true. Mm, and you wonder she why. Works yeah. it out. She works it out there. Do yeah. they need to check in here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you find that? What is that? I just keep it on my phone in case just it comes up. It's a picture of a yeah. clinic that says horny clinic. You got that far too quickly. Yeah. Well, it was top of mind today for <laughs> a certain conversation. I, I see. 
Uh, um, yes. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't trust an unhorny royal. Why? Because I'm wrong about that. I don't think you need to trust any royals. I think that's it's okay great, to not trust them. That's a better sense. <laughs> and happy 10-year anniversary to the song Royals by Lord. Oh, yeah. Which yes. came out 10 years ago this year. So your church is like default Christian. Yeah. Um, or sorry, your school is default school, Christian. Sorry. So the, the, most of the schools that I went to were Church of England, and then I went to Catholic school for two years. Okay. Um, which the Catholic school really soft salt. Church of England is so boring very on purpose because it is a national religion. And so it's so beautifully insipid and very accepting and very like one of the first places to be like, hey, sure, there can be women priests. Sure, there can be the gay vicars. That's mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Um, Dexter, and- are you good? Sorry. <laughs> Just licking your 9-11 blanket. It's not a 9 Okay, I do have a question about what you mean by 9-11 blanket. It does say never forget on it because my mom made <laughs> the it The Twin for Towers me. are on here, no? The Twin Towers are somewhere on there, I, yeah. I do believe. But so it's a bunch of Washington monuments. But, but yeah, hey, Dex. Can we talk? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about your house, I have some things of thoughts about this blanket. It's got to go? I think might be time. Might be time. But my mommy gave his it to mom, me. We're interrupting Siobhan's it. time. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm so sorry. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know. They, I, hymns every morning. Wow. Um, and we would have the vicar come in. The Catholic school that I had, I went to, there was a priest that was the priest of the Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, and every now and again, we would, at, at, the Church of England school we, that I went to, they would have Christian sketch comedians come in to oh, do an assembly. Wow. Um, and that was a real highlight. But British, obviously, Christian yes. sketch comedians. Yes. So what is the UK equivalent of a Mark Lowry, Caroline? Who would that even be? I'm yeah. so unfamiliar with the terrain. Well, I don't know who they were, but... They came at least like every six weeks or so, mm-hmm. like a couple of times a term, they would Often. come and do sketches in assembly and they were pretty good. Nice. Okay. At least they were much more interesting than the normal school assemblies, which would be sing a hymn, maybe some teacher would read a passage from some part of the Bible that I don't remember because it, it's just very droney. <laughs> um, and then... School announcements, we get told off for something that we were doing, normally uniform-related, and <laughs> um, then you'd have to go to school. But these yeah. guys would come in and it's like, oh, there's a guy in a gorilla suit. What's he going to do? Oh, my oh, god, he's going to make me believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and those performers would change the course of your life. Yes. Yeah, they forever. showed you. Set you on a path. Did you want yes. to be a Christian sketch comedian? I remember there was one moment I don't remember most of the sketches except for there was a guy in a gorilla suit for one of them. Um, But there was one that was all about them doing science. And then the final experiment was one of the women standing in a pool with a lightning rod yelling, God does not exist. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And then she doesn't get struck by lightning. And the lesson is don't test God. True. (laughs) I mean, that we agree a, with that. We do agree with that. Yeah. That's in line. Were they ever concerned about 
in these chapels or in your schooling at ever uh, yeah. as a whole about you getting like saved or like could I don't know affirming your belief in Jesus in some way um the Church of England school not really it was religious but very lightly mm-hmm. um and we did religious studies as a school subject and we learned about all the religions mm-hmm. um and every now and again we would have some moment where the headmistress who I think was quite religious would be like the Gideons are here everybody's getting a new testament bible <laughs> <laughs> and then the two Jewish girls in my class would be like why I don't. I don't. No, thank is, you. Mm-hmm. I need the other one. You have the other one. <laughs> well, just rip out the rest. Right. Um, and But the Catholic school was much more religious. We had to do theology and not religious studies. I remember asking when I got there, like, do you study any other religions? And they were like, oh, yeah, we do Protestantism in the first oh year. And gosh. I was like, well, <laughs> okay, that's, that's kind of the same religion. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, they definitely tried to make us confess once. Um, and how does that also, happen? How did they try to make you confess? Well, it, only, uh, only about 40% of the school was Catholic, but we would still have high mass on saints days and stuff. Um, and then like a religious assembly every morning. And this was some sort of confessional blessing for a saint whose name I don't remember where they were like, and anybody can confess if they want to, you don't have to be Catholic. And we were all like, but we don't, but we don't need to though. Right. I don't need to tell this strange man, any of my secrets. And they were like, well, no, but wouldn't it be nice to get it off your chest? (laughs) And most people just felt good? so like guilted into it that they got up and said some stupid I was mean to my sister I don't know right um I didn't do my homework on time and then there were just like 10 of us that just sat in the pews like you can't make me do this I don't I don't want to tell this man anything no thank you you took a stand yeah I have no slate to clean I'm going I, to the <laughs> gates. I definitely had a lot of slate to clean but not by this guy <laughs> He also, like, I had a friend who was Catholic and went to confession with him and was having some real mental health issues and told the priest. And then he told her head of house, which we were all like, aren't the priests not supposed to do that? Isn't that the whole point of confession? Yeah, wait a minute. Is that you're not supposed, the priest is supposed to take that to his grave? Doctor patient confidentiality. Exactly. Yeah, what are the I don't know, and they might be different too in England, but there are rules about like I don't think they are because we were scandalized. Ha- by that's this. crazy. Yeah. Because I know like teachers and therapists, like, you know, they have confidentiality protection, podcast except too. for like in podcast and certain things. <laughs> they are like legally required to report. Like if you're if one of his students confessing was like, I'm thinking about yes, you know, this then maybe he would and be required. But I don't know. It does feel like it crosses the line. It really does. It was very strange. Unclear. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But I like the singing. The singing is always very fun. Do you remember any of the hymns I used to sing? Oh, my God. To be a pilgrim, banger. To, be, to be a, a pilgrim. pilgrim. It's, I mean, all of them, all of the hymns that we sung were very Victorian. Like the the hymn book has just not changed. Um, But To Be a Pilgrim, <laughs> written by John Bunyan. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you going to play it? You got it? You got it up? Do I have it? He who would valiant be. Yes, here we go. Oh, yeah. Mm, this is quite old sounding. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine this with an organ played by yeah. a 14-year-old. I feel wow. like a busty lady should be giving a, me a drumstick at the Rin Fair yes. right now. It's so fun. <laughs> Sorry, it's I fun. said busty, guys. I didn't mean to. That's okay. Busty is good. <laughs> Oh, this is the Maddie Pryor version. <laughs> she knows the different version. It's a spirited rendition. Yeah, we can do the karaoke if you want. I like it. It also does just sound kind of like a folk song. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. And she's a folk singer, Maddie Pryor. She's great. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So to be. This a is pilgrim. the. Wait, you got to play the best part of it. This is to be a pilgrim. <laughs> 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 Beautiful. Wow, we never sang this. Are you telling me this didn't make you want to get saved? <laughs> Should we play Pharaoh Pharaoh Caroline? <laughs> <laughs> to create a His, tension across. He was always, my tension with it is like, but saved by who? For what? Um, by God from hell. By my math teacher? <laughs> yeah, a messenger of God. <laughs> what part of Anyone this are you not do. getting? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we did have a very enthusiastic theology teacher, God bless her, who was like right out of college and got so excited about the nerdiest Bible stuff. And we were studying the book of Mark. Mm-hmm. Classic. It's a classic. It's the oh, first yeah. gospel. One of the big in, ones. Not, not the first in the list, but the first written. Sure. It's the shortest. <laughs> you remember um, a lot. And people say that like they say like, don't worry, the movie's worry. under two hours. Like Mark is the like, shortest like gospel. You, like You'll Matthew. Fly by. Matthew's the it's first a one, but read. Mark is the real first one. Why are they in that order? Nobody knows. It's a miracle. Council uh, of Nicaea was on one that day. <laughs> um, but she got very, very excited about um, Son of Man versus Son of God because in, in the book of Mark, he uh, only refers to himself as the Son of Man. He never refers to himself as the Son of God. Like and then in the later Gospels, it's all Son of God. It's all Son of God. Huh. Um, and then all like a bunch of stuff. He never says that he's the son of God, but he does say that I am, which in some way is linked to Yahweh. And she got very dorky about this. Yahweh and means I am. Yahweh it? means I am. And he says I am. And so therefore he is saying that he is God. It, it, it very convoluted. Yes. Um, oh, it means to be, excuse me. Uh, great. I am to be, whatever. Um, I don't look. I don't. Re- this woman was on one. She really. But she made a mark. She really was this. very excited. Retaining after many years. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it it's very funny sitting in that Catholic school, very like a posh Catholic school, sitting there learning about how poverty is good and <laughs> how we should all respect the poor, and then going and being like. Um, sitting among the snobbiest people you've ever met in your life who are like I remember being in sports and somebody being like does anybody have a plastic bag for my hockey shoes and me going I have a Sainsbury's bag which is like a Vons bag and her going oh no like (laughs) you're putting your muddy hockey shoes into a plastic bag that are then going into your sports bag Mm -hmm. I have standards (laughs) yes I'm like great get your get your sports things messy then I don't know what to tell you yeah but then was she nicer to you? Because then she realized, oh, this is one of those pores. Yeah. No, I need to be absolutely not. <laughs> I, inherit the earth. Um, I was going to inherit the earth, 
but after you die. After they're done with it. Right. Really, after my turn, you'll inherit the earth. Yes, when I'm done with it. When you're when you're dead, you'll get the earth. But Uh, for right now, it's it's real like big sister energy. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I I did not love that. And then I read the Bible most of it at university because I was studying archaeology. Um, Why did you study archaeology? It was cool. It's like really cool. Did you want to be an archaeologist, like a full-time? I did. I mean, I really wanted to be doing what I'm doing now, which is being mm. a Hollywood dirtbag. But um, excavating laughs from people's exactly. souls. Nobody oh, yeah. believed that that was a real thing that anybody could do, and so I um, got a fallback degree in archaeology <laughs> very nice. useful which in England is more useful it's it's a degree that you can actually use because there's sure. stuff to dig up True. uh unfortunately what I did not know is that you don't get paid very much money to do that Damn and you're it. also like Fuck. in the mud in February and it's so cold and sad and mm-hmm. you're getting paid so little and you're on a building site and you're covered in mud and it just was not the glamorous existence so it might actually be, to be comparable doing. to comedy and I truly like having gone through the trenches of comedy. I'm like, but at least this is inside. (laughs) There's AC. There's heat. Yeah. I'm not like, I I don't have calluses all over my hands that have dirt underneath them. Mm -hmm. So my hands will never look fully clean Mm -hmm. because there's dirt just ingrained into my skin. Right. And you'll never get faked out by what you think is a fossil, but turns out to be a small children's toy. Yes. Pretty deep in the ground. There is a lot of like, is this... Is I this imagine a, that's a problem. <laughs> what the hell? I did spend a lot of time <laughs> on... Brain. I did a dig in <laughs> and like a Stone Age site and we're just going, is this a stone or is this is this a stone? A mi- like a what kind of... Is this stone? Is this, a, is this one of the an stones that they one? used or is this just a stone? <laughs> Wait, can I ask you an archaeology ar- question? Yeah that I've been thinking about a lot lately is <laughs> um, archaeology is so great because we have all these layers of history mm-hmm. and you can really learn a lot, you know, about, um, you know, the fauna that was back then, the, the flora, the yeah. animals, whatever. Um, our current layer of the earth yes, that we're burying right now is filled with trash. Yes. And we won't be able to learn very much about that maybe. Or well, will we? What's we'll your be opinion able to learn on that? A lot from it because <laughs> the question is, or will there's we? There's so much crap that more crap than ever in yes, history. I that, guess like you're looking for the crap when you're an archaeologist. True. Like oh. if you're looking for tiny snails, that's probably because you're in like such an old site that you're like, well, I, there's one rock that looks like it's significant, so maybe humans were here. So let's look at the. Pollen and uh-huh. you might find a broken plate. Whereas when you're digging through, say, Victorian layers, so oh, like even yeah. like a hundred years ago, there, there was still so much crap so then. So much crap that like you can go in and say very specifically, oh, this is uh, the end of a clay pipe that was made by this one man who lived in this town, Whoa. and this stamp is from these three years. So therefore, there was somebody from that town who came here and. Uh, he probably came here within this like five year period wow. because those pipes don't last for very long. Yeah. Huh. So, in terms of archaeology, the more crap, the better. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess so. This is gonna be a lot. They're gonna have a lot to work. They're gonna have through. a lot. And also, weirdly, 
archaeologists from today have started keeping records of today's crap for oh. future archaeologists. Yeah, I was going to wonder if so in like a thousand years they find right. a lacroix. La they can say, okay, well, can. this is a passion fruit and they only had these for three years. <laughs> and, and we, and we this, know this that this was less hated than the coconut yes. at the time. This this is a high-end LaCroix, which means that <laughs> this, there was maybe a high-status person who lived in this apartment. <laughs> Do you think yeah. plastic will change like how uh, we can date certain times in history at all? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it will in terms of the post bakelite plastic is very shelf stable and so yeah. people will be able to tell like the plastic won't go away so you'll be able to go oh this is a rubber ducky this is you know they they only make yeah. these rubber duckies with mustaches and sunglasses <laughs> in 2008 Sick. so like, we know that this for is Obama's from campaign yeah. yes exactly Obama mm. loves rubber duckies oh uh, you're the one <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you make bathtubs during the, that era. Okay, cool. Wow. His top ten rubber duckies of the year list just dropped. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the pink one is really. Bobby is having a moment. Climb She's the charts. Influencing everywhere. Uh. So then, thank post- you for answering that. You're welcome. <laughs> really Thinking about that a lot lately. Okay. For the last four minutes, I felt like the dumbest man alive listening to you guys talk. <laughs> My mouth was agape at your probably rudimentary questions about Yeah, you should feel dumb because that was a pretty rudimentary question. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, we were scratching the surface, if I Literally. may. <laughs> Gracious. Cool. So then, so what's it now? Like what became a sort of worldview for you for religion post- University, post-schooling, post-Christian school. I had, so, okay. So I had what I would describe as a religious experience where I became certain of the fact that I do not believe in God. Uh, Which I now think was maybe a seizure. (laughs) Uh, I I think it's very possible that it was a, um, God, what's it called? Um, there's a type of seizure that is called the God seizure, which you don't have any physical symptoms. The God seizure is a Kirk Cameron film from oh, 2009. He's been having a Me God seizure Cameron. for many years. And I think that my mom has had two of them. And what I, I found out about this because I was reading the Oliver Sacks book, Hallucinations. Sure. And then I started reading this uh, thing on hallucinations through seizures and reading this thing that was so indicative of the experience that I had had. Oh my gosh. Because I I was just walking home from school and I had, I was so stressed about my belief constantly was like this underlying stress of mine Mm -hmm. because I had been to these religious schools. My mom studies religion. My mom uh, is the professor of, she studies cults. Um, She's having a boom time. She's having a real boom time. Agree. Yeah. Um, And so, like, religion was always, like, a big part of my life. And I was walking home from the train station in my tiny little village. And I had a moment of, like, boom. You don't believe in God. You know this. But the colors changed around me. I had, like, exactly. I had, like, um, have such a vivid memory of it. Um, And, like, seeing all of the individual colors and all the leaves around me. And having this full, like, soul on the road to Damascus moment 
uh, of, oh, I don't believe in God. I don't have to worry about this anymore. Wow. And it was like a weight had been lifted off of me. How old were you? 18. Okay. How long did it last? Was it? Did it, it feel instantaneous? It was instantaneous, but in like a f- flickery, glittery, like boom, the spell has happened wow. kind of way. It was amazing. Um, and then it just, this was just a thing that had happened to me. And then 15 years later, I read this Oliver Sacks book and read this. And the thing that freaks me out about it a little bit is that with these kinds of seizures, which I've, again, only had one of, um, there are people who have become atheists, become very certain atheists because of these seizures, and then had another seizure and have had an absolute belief in God. It shakes it out of them. And it shakes it out of them. And they just, every couple of years, just back and forth. Light switch. Bing, bong, Light switch. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so wild. It's wild. You know, I just talked to someone uh, very recently uh-huh. who would have seizures and she didn't know they were seizures for a long time. Wow. And um, I told this story, so I'll run through it quickly, but the seizure, when it came upon her, would either be, I need to end my life like right now, like wow. I'm going to go find a building to jump off of, or it would be like a total divine communication with God, who Insane. was who she was an atheist. And she was like, uh-huh. I just suddenly was like, I am talking with the Lord right now. Wild. Which you can think of how many stories we've heard of saints so or Christians many. who have incredible yes. moments with God. And I'm not saying all of those are seizures, but it is an interesting But the New Testament is just like, just <laughs> apostles really seizing out left and <laughs> yes. right. No, and if you go back in the archaeology, you see yeah. seizures were kind of in the air. <laughs> yeah, Joan of Arc, they think it had this kind yes, of seizure. I think but she, people... she was having them like 10 times a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why she was like, I'm having full on conversations with God. <laughs> he keeps calling me yes. and I don't know what to do. The- yeah. Religious uh, ecstatic, you know, feelings are, are very yes. common uh, side effect of like some mental issues you can have. So, yeah. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. That's so scary. The idea that the, the fragility of a human mind that you yeah. could just shake it like an Etch-A-Sketch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And fill it or empty it of any particular ideology. I remember what bananas. it is. It's a temporal lobe seizure. Temporal lobe. Temporal lobe seizure. Okay. So does that, now that you know that as well, yeah. does it shake your belief in your atheism though? Well. Yeah, get I her ass, <laughs> No, I mean, in the same way it would shake your belief if you had it, been like, I believe in God. It did, but also I just don't have time to worry about it anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm actually kind of good I with just, that I'm kind of good with it. it we, we got time. Let's, let's check. Um, let's have a conversation. Because I think, I mean, I think my problem always was with the religion and not with the God stuff. I I was always very frustrated by how um, uh, just just the attitude to money was not what I was reading in these books. Mm-hmm. The attitude to poor people was not what I was reading in these books. The adi- like, and then having read the Bible at university, having already decided or had decided by my weird brain that I did not believe in God. (laughs) Like you read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, like these, these early books in the Bible and realize when you've been through religious institutions, like, oh, they really, really picked out these stories to tell us. And they skipped over some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. True. Like Abraham, I remember like 
running into my room, like, co- like as I was reading this, just constantly running into my roommate's room and going, do you know this? Have you read this? <laughs> like Abraham, his whole shtick before he created this relationship with God, had this, had God came to him and, and said, you're my chosen person. He was going around the Middle East with his wife and his wife would get married to the kings of, he. she got married to the king of Canaan and then to another thing under the premises uh, of Abraham saying, this isn't my wife, this is my sister and you should marry her. Then the crops would fail. This is the scam. The crops would fail and then Abraham would go, it's because you married my wife and God is angry at you. And it's because I lied and we both lied, said she was my sister. Actually, she's my wife. Uh, if you pay us to leave, we'll leave. And then what? they did this twice. And then at a certain point, they're like, why do you keep saying this? And he's like, well, I'm technically not lying because she is my half-sister and my wife. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And I remember reading this and being like, this is, this is. The in, Abraham? This, this is the first story. This is the second story in the Bible. Good Lord. The third. I mean, you're like, like, you go. I'm learning Adam this. and Eve. You go Cain and Abel, which they teach you because they're like, don't kill your brother. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, then we'll skip that part of the Abraham story. And then we'll go straight to Abraham and Isaac. Yes. Yes. And I went, so I went to Christian school, like Uh third grade all the way through. Uh We are talking about the Bible so Constantly. But you learn the same three stories. Yes. And then uh, literally like moments like now, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. did not talk about that. Not at all. And then you're like. Okay, the Noah story is great. Then he's getting drunk in a tent and he's mad at his son for putting a blanket Yay. over him. Now that I remember. <laughs> what? I do remember drunk. Noah being major Noah drunk. Getting on land, immediately getting wasted. I think I can this play Russell Crowe with him yeah. because of that. Uh, that film. Right, yeah. It's like, yeah, like Russell Crowe. Speaking Crow. of Russell Crowe. Yeah. yeah, so many of those stories. Yes. Um, which, like, if, if church was more discursive I think that it would be more interesting to me but it's so patriarchal and so um self-protective yes and also as a woman it's like I just am not interested in the 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 life that they want me to lead Um, no choice no choice feminism (laughs) feminism is me telling you what to do (laughs) and that's your choice of me telling you and that's the best thing you could have yes. as a lady. But what if the priest at the church you went to was a woman? What? It's like that tweet. One of my favorite tweets within my friend group is more female prison guards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, similar. the songs are really fun. I do they I do love are. to sing. Yeah. I was in the choir. Yeah, I love singing my little desk hand. <laughs> like, guess what? You can sing anywhere. You can sing anywhere. But it's fun <laughs> to sing with other people. I agree. Uh, but I think, you, you know, you can do your religious little choir gatherings and stuff. They have things in the community sure. for that. Sure. Or you can dip in and dip out like I did of different church choirs. <laughs> and then of, when they start asking you, why are you only in the choir and you're not coming to any services? It's like that first. Good day. It's, it's actually on a fight club where he keeps uh-huh. going to support groups. But it's me going to every religion's choir. It's uh-huh. like, Kevin is at the Mormon Tabernacle. <laughs> He's singing in that Scientology that recruitment guy. video. Wait is a it Kanye's school? Scientology video. <laughs> I'm the Zelig of church choirs. Love to sing. <laughs> wow, fabulous! I want a God seizure or a die you know, seizure. I, I recommend it. 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like if the you clarity could, if would you can, be comforting. It, it was truly incredibly comforting. It, it, it really lightened a load. Wow. Um, cause okay. there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear in religion and there's a lot of, um, expected certainty about a thing that is inherently uncertain. And especially when you're a kid, like it's very, yes. um, it, it's very, if you don't believe in God, you're going to go to hell. And as an annoying little kid who asked too many questions, that was, that was simply not the vibe for me. <laughs> You hell a is great not candidate. the vibe. Hell is not the vibe. <laughs> well, hell, fine, sure, okay. Like, if I masturbate too much, I'm going to go to hell because that, that seems like an, an apt and just punishment for me. But like we said, Satan's a great kisser. Um, was that off, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Satan's a great kisser because he has a forked tongue. Yeah. You do um, stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I I found it. It just nobody would answer any of my questions. Um, and it was just a lot of, well, you know, God says, so therefore just go ahead and believe. Yeah. Just didn't, didn't really work for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. And now we don't have a C in theology and. (laughs) Cause we'll answer your questions. That's the root of this issue. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. If I, if they'd given me a better grade, then maybe I would go to the stupid church. for you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, Siobhan. Thanks for sharing all that. Yes. Being vulnerable. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Which means nothing. I mean, you, I I was going to ask, like, if you, if you have any familiarity beyond your world of, of um, hymns and, and the flavor that you grew up with of any Christian popular culture, not anything of the at sort. all. We just kind of don't do that in the UK. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian popular culture in the, I mean, we have things like the Vicar of Dibley. The who of what? <laughs> the Vicar of Dibley. What does he do? She, excuse me, that, she, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, she, Oh no! Played by Dawn French. It's That's a step seven of. <laughs> oh, Dawn French! It's a I sitcom that... about a vicar, and she plays the vicar. Oh, it's great. Oh. That was such a British sounding. Sentence. Yes. <laughs> yep. A female vicar following the 1993 changes in the Church of England permitted ordination of women. Okay, it's a sitcom. It's a sitcom. It's fun. It's okay. very gentle. It's very sweet. 
Um, she's a vicar, but she's also single. Ack! <laughs> kind of the Kathy. It's a Kathy. It's like it's if Kathy was a vicar. <laughs> so vicars could get married if they wanted to. Oh yeah, Church of England is Protestant. Oh, oh, okay. Of course. Um they can get gay married now. Oh yeah. And yeah. divorced. Yeah. They, they can, can get, get gay, gay divorced. divorced. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So you've not had any experience with No. The genre. Except for English people making fun of it because it's so it's so absolutely wild the the American pop church stuff. Mm-hmm. In England, church is supposed to be boring. And I think that there are now some mega churches, but there are. Probably mostly in London, which is not. There was like a famous Kevin, who was the British CCM artist that we were talking about who was like huge. Uh, I need more. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm being surprised. Or maybe it was a band. Anyway. Well, like Delirious. I mean, mean, there's a bunch of Australian people. Delirious is... Delirious Delirious is British, actually. Hillsong's Australia. Wow. They're right there. is Australia. They're coming out of there. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) All of the Hillsong stuff coming from Australia is so strange to me. because surprise. It feels very American. It feels very American. Mm -hmm. But no. They perfected the premise. It's also the same there thing. There in Oz. So if you've never watched a faith-based film, I never before, have. This is my first. Yeah, and it's quite a weird one. Actually, it did pretty, feel pretty light on the particularly faith. faithy. No, we could have gone a lot harder on that. Yeah, we we sure could. This have. was kind of a a great Anglican faith yes. <laughs> movie of just like one guy going to church at some point and going, yeah, "I'm pretty angry that my wife and daughter both died." <laughs> Yeah, no, you should be. That's like, fair. That makes sense. Which is, yeah. so we watched The Miracle Season, directed by Sean McNamara, starring Academy Award winners <laughs> William Hurt and Helen Hunt. Yeah. Who both it, have Oscars. Just the truly. The late William Hurt. Which, did they, were they going to get together at the end? They really heavily okay, implied I throughout this movie was, that they were going to get together, yes. and I was like, William Hunt, your wife just died. He, well, I was confused because I thought he was asking her out as his wife was dying. Yes. Remember he was like, hey, um, we've got the party. Uh, We'd we, we love to see you there and if you want to come. I was like, <laughs> why, are you, why are you hitting on her? And then we cut to the hospital room. Yes, sir. Man. Excuse me. Yeah. There was a lot going on. <laughs> I did not know this was based on a true story. Based on a true story. Uh, I could tell. Uh, you could tell because, <laughs> hey... This girl at the beginning of the so to spoil fully the movie that we already have spoiled. Should we watch the trailer? Just Let's for watch a the second? trailer. Yeah, 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 to see how they market the film themselves so, uh, for the miracle season. The returning state champions. You got this. Great choice, line. How many teams have earned two championships back to back? Almost none. Great scene. Caroline, Great scene. The captain. These girls are looking at you to lead this team. I got you. This is our year, Cal. That's not funny. Come on. It was really funny. That moment was what? really that funny. It's real, guys. When she goes to the I road, like to and she just kind of. honor of Caroline found. <laughs> I'm sorry. Star player, West Volleyball suffered another defeat. How's the team looking? They last year. We're not champions anymore. Win or lose, Caroline would be so proud. We gotta find us a new. All of these forty-year-old high schoolers. 
<laughs> Talk to him. Lead. Why me? You're a best friend. Girls are looking at you. I'm taking her spot. And you're making it your own. The last thing that said to me was that this was going to be our year. Even if we could win one game, shouldn't we try? Oh, yeah. This is volleyball. I need to know if you're serious. <laughs> you think this is pressure? How are you going to win if you can't even handle practice? <laughs> we are this close to doing something no one thought we could do. Playing used to be fun. I try not to think about it. If we run the board, we got a shot at state. You mean to win? Oh, yeah, we basically How get many it. is the board? <laughs> so, trailer feels very long. <laughs> do you think that this is Christian in that this is part of the Christian rights attempt to show that they do actually care about girls' sports? <laughs> so funny. That's a great angle to it. That's sweet you think that they would even make a movie to help with that <laughs> point. <laughs> I think just saying they support girls' sports is all they it's have to do. It's just all they have to do. That's sort of the baseline. I, I love women swimming. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Where women swim. We women who women are women. swimming so much. Yeah. Someone I, who isn't a woman being in women swimming is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. So it's based on a true story of events that happened in 2011. Which yes. is a young girl named Caroline. Or change. Found. Or change. Caroline I found. I was like, is her name Caroline Line? <laughs> that doesn't make Caroline sense. Caroline Line found. <laughs> I'm really doing right by her in her memory. Here is here's the she, funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Is a this girl died, which is very sad, but she died leaving a party, driving a stolen moped, wearing no helmet. Yes. Which is how you die. Like the no helmet the stuff. The no helmet mm -hmm. after a party, which, you know, we see the party at the movie. In the movie, there's no drinking at this high school party. And I believe in real life, it was not a party that she was leaving. I believe it was church. <laughs> like, I watched a documentary because they, they oh. did like a... Oh, they did a docu well, thing at the end. Well, they did a like a on sports, Brian Gumbel, So she was HBO leaving thing. church with a stolen moped? <laughs> wow. <laughs> with no helmet. But no she, helmet. Was, she was going to the hospital to see... Mother, mother who was dying. Who had cancer. I mean, the, the events of this, it takes place in Iowa City, in yes. Iowa. And, and she passes in away. in the cornfield. They're having a party in a red barn. <laughs> corn, just a little corn party. Barn, corn party. She passes away. This, this young high school student tragically passes away. Her mom then tragically passes away a week or so later. Yes. Which just feels punishing. Yes. Obviously. Absolutely brutal. That this would occur. And then... She was a, 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 you know, a crucial part of the volleyball team. And then the volleyball team goes on to great victory and success in yes. the finals and kind of follows the, the sports, inspirational sports movie beats. Which is very challenging that. because we learn from the movie to be a setter, which is the position that she plays. You have to groom somebody for three to five years. Yeah. <laughs> which is a line from the movie. You got to groom somebody for we, three to five years <laughs> to be a setter. I love grooming. We accelerated the grooming. <laughs> <laughs> in the miracle season. So, yeah, and then, then they go on to win for, win for, in her memory. Yes. Um, I relate a lot to this movie for Carol, several I, reasons. Carol, I want you to speak to this. Because you're a jock. You're it. a jock. One, I'm a jock. Two, <laughs> my name is Caroline. Wow. You Two, can be a jock at step nine of Chills. feminism. Two, A, <laughs> I have never heard Caroline be shortened to line as no. a nickname. Terrible. Rough, tragic. That was the main tragedy of her life. Okay. Three, 
I was a volleyball player. Oh my goodness. Competitively. <gasps> years. Oh she was God. good. Yeah. Wow. She had the juice I was out okay. there. Eh. You were okay? I had I had pulpy juice. I guess I would know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no one's favorite, but you know, got the job done. Yeah. I was, uh, so I played, uh, you know, club volleyball, which is where you like pay to play. <laughs> and I was in uh, my high school's team at my school. Um, and we did actually go to win a championship. Oh, wow. In our league, you know, which is other Christian schools. So mm-hmm. let's oh, not okay. get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> you know, it was small time, but big time for me. But on each of those teams, there was someone who had tragically passed away. Yeah. And you would not believe what a good motivator that is. <laughs> yeah. and, um, you're crying in the library, but yes. you're going to do it for her. That's how you qualify. Exactly. Yes. The- um, I also have the world's saddest dad, you know, so in the in many ways I relate to this A real movie. Ernie type? <laughs> your type. Um, I, the dad cracked me up because like he was already so sad. Yes. And then I was like, they're going to double whammy this man. Could he get any worse? Ernie Yes. Found. He was low. That man who was a surgeon, but also seemed to work at the school. I was very confused by him. Yeah. He have free also time. loved that they never named the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Did he have Not one name? time the boyfriend. did they give him a name. No. Uh, yeah, he got in that movie. Just, just writing one-on-one, guys. I guess the like, real Name gr- your characters. Just have them say the name out loud, a one, name. loud one time. It would help people. Just. Yeah. feel like he's a person. It yes. failed the reverse back It did. It's not a human haircut. It. <laughs> <laughs> it gives her one kiss. Um, and it's an accident. They fall into each other and suddenly they're kissing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they were like, we got to do something for the girls. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it, I have to say the volleyball playing in this movie was really good. How did it look? Was it authentic? Yeah. It was some to... of the realest I've ever seen. Wow. Since Top Gun. <laughs> 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 I think they were real volleyball players, like based on what I was watching. That's okay. interesting. Except for Erin Moriarty, Moriarty, who is so bad. Yes. Erin <laughs> Moriarty. She was remarkably bad. She, she was remarkably every time bad. the ball touched her. Yes. And a terrible form. I think she yes. took half a lesson. I don't think she even stayed the whole time. She went to go get juice and then um she's also very short yes. and i think they have her playing a middle blocker before she becomes a setter on the uh-huh. team middle blocker famously the tallest girl on the team is the oh, one who no. plays middle blocker. okay and usually they're not good setters either so okay. <laughs> no offense well, no wonder that she there. wasn't gonna make the team <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she goes from like bench warmer to yes. middle blocker somehow and then to like captain setter of the team. Um, being a setter is a very hard position. It's like quarterback okay. for the team. Anyway, so that's my volleyball two cents. I'm I'm surprised that like, because I had no way of no. judging whether yeah. it was like, yeah, this is the real deal. I was yeah. surprised too. Because honestly, a lot of volleyball movies is like, Really atrocious. How many volleyball movies have you watched? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> well, usually they're not volleyball centered. Yeah. Okay. The volleyball is to played. have volleyball in them. <laughs> There's yeah. just a little thing in it. Yeah. So Sean McNamara, who directed this, also mm-hmm. directed one well, of the other movies that we were talking about, maybe doing Blue Crush. Yes. Which has way more explicitly, intensely Christian themes and, and theology in it, the main character of that. Like, there's yes. time Bible, talking Which scripture. Helen Hunt is also in. And then yes. I Googled Helen Hunt Christian. And then the second uh, Google result was, is Helen Hunt a Jewish? Is she a Jewish? <laughs> is she a Jewish? <laughs> and? Yes. Yeah. She's, she's, is she Jewish? She's a Jewish Methodist is what this Google result was oh, saying. A little bit of both. Yes. Gorgeous. Her real life daughter has a role in the movie. Oh, wow. As a yeah. high schooler named Ruby. 
whichever one that was. Yeah. I, I forget which one redhead. Ruby was. Oh, yeah. The redhead one. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, the one that was supposed to be the the boyfriend's sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That oh, yeah. Felt like she was the same age as the other girls, but they were, she was supposed to be playing younger. So it looked like she they just made her look shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she got on her bend knees. Down. It's truly, that's style. what it felt like. Is, is she was like she put the shoes on the front of her knees to make her look like a smaller person than she is. But this little girl. Movies like this, I felt this way. I'm not going to spoil Iron Claw, but Iron Claw is quite sad and quite tragic uh-huh. as well. And also in the middle of that movie, I didn't know that it was a true story at all. That it was based on real life events and a real family. You thought they were being a little heavy-handed. I thought, wow, (laughs) this is a really punishing story. Um, When when it's that laden with uh, what feels like unearned chaos and tragedy. Yeah. And and same thing in this of like, geez, Louise, is it necessary to kill off the mom and the daughter within the same? And there's things from real life and they do the thing Uh that we all love whenever something's based on true story. Uh They show you. The, the real pictures, footage the pictures at the of end. the people yeah. at the end. Uh, over the credits. Look how much it looks That's like that. That's the second guy. She oh. really did walk at the memorial wow. service. they made that one woman way hotter in the movie. Way, than way hotter, but same bad jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the thing that stuck out to me immediately when watching this movie where I was like, why does this look? Because this is not... This is not a, a spectacularly well-made movie, but it's not an incompetent. It's not an incompetently made movie. It's uh-huh. not like, yeesh, they just got a camcorder off the thing and the They shot in Iowa, I think, for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and but there's one production design element that I could not believe how strange it looked. Uh-huh. And you see it just in glance and in passing at first, which is when Caroline passes away, uh-huh. they leave a photo. Of her at the memorial or the tree that yes. around where where it is, and it's a picture of her playing volleyball and her mom her highlighted behind yes. her. Yes, and and it looks truly. It looks like I made it with the bluntest scissors. <laughs> yes, that are on the planet. And then they cut to that at the real photo of that at the end. I was like, oh, that's a sweet photo. Yeah, and it was like it it was capturing what that real life photo that yes. the, the father Ernie found would bring to the matches and whatnot. Uh, but I, I couldn't believe that. The, the thrust of this movie. The quality <laughs> of photoshops in movies has not improved well, since like 2003. No. And if anything, it's gotten much worse. Yes. And people have assistants. Like what? What's happening? Like there are Gen Z people on set. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's so many photo so retouchers. Many they're really good. Yes. They're not. They probably don't cost very much. The, they should be paid more. The director's 13 year old daughter could probably do a better job on her <laughs> on iPad. her Snapchat. Yes. Face swapping. There was a exactly. historically bad one in Left Behind, which oh, we watched really? four years ago. Yeah. Of Nicolas Cage and Leah Thompson and their family were <laughs> like different colors. Oof. The lights just coming in from different yeah, angles. Yeah, seven different lights. Somebody's so forehead is weirdly huge because they cut them off the side <laughs> of a different photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot of like explicit Christian theology. It's not like you got to do this for Christ. We need to win. No. Because or, Christ wants us to blah, blah, blah. Or And there wasn't even like a miracle from God. No. No, it just was hard work them coming together and the, then realizing that the 15 teams they had to beat kind of sucked and <laughs> now, now the, the only thing like you, like you said before 
that there was that was actually Christian in the movie. Mm-hmm. That old Ernie, there's a little beat where one of his colleagues at work yes. calls him up on the phone. He's like, hey, would love to go to church with you, man. He's like, well, God hasn't been here for me. Because, I don't know, because his wife and daughter passed away. Yes. And then they have a little beat later in the movie where they do they go to church. And, church. And, and he uses some really interesting language to describe kind of how he's processing his grief. Is like, yes. well, God wanted her back. You know, like he couldn't. Yeah, he was like, she's a keeper. So I understand why God wanted her back or something. So that I is. I guess so, it's sweet. Obviously, this is Ugh. based on real life events. <laughs> there, <laughs> I did find a, a CBN interview. With the real Ernie found. Oh, wow. And the real coach, Maz. They call her Maz? Baz? Baz. Baz. Baz Lerman. Lerman. <laughs> Wait, do they call her Brez? Brez. Not Baz. <laughs> so, so for the promo when this came out uh, five or six years ago, uh-huh. they were the two real life people who would uh-huh. like They rolled like, them out. We like put this. Put them on Ellen. This is good. Yeah, pretty much. They oh rolled them gosh. out. So for this. My daughter died and now she's, there's a movie about it. <laughs> for this, for this Christian. also a book if you want to buy it. They, they, they gave the following quote for this Christian outlet for CBN. Ernie, um, you lose your daughter? Oops. I have it on 1.75 <laughs> speed, which makes it sound real flippant. <laughs> you lose, you lose yeah. your daughter? And you lose your wife within weeks. At one point, we hear your character in the film say, God hasn't exactly shown up for me. And then at another point, we hear you say, I think it's time for me to express some long overdue thanks. What happens in the transfer? Yeah, uh, quite honestly, uh, God hasn't shown up for me. Uh, That was Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a script. That was never something that entered my mind uh, because I felt uh, his presence in a variety of ways. Can I interject quick, too, because the night of his wife's visitation, (gasps) you know, and he said, I'm so sorry, Ernie, and he just grabbed me and said, Brez, my life has been blessed. So he felt God was there the whole way. He never wavered from that. Okay. So (laughs) So you were hanging out the night the wife died? Interesting. I think it was at the moment. Suspicious. No, suspicious. Uh. But they they certainly are talking as if God is off As I was putting line. my bra back on, he said, God is so good. And I and I heard him say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to this man. But he's they, they do. It's like God's going to watch the interview. And he's going to be like, what the hell, bro? He was bro? very defensive. Is that funny? Yes. yes. Where it's yeah. like interrupted him because anyone, anybody would give a pass to, oh, you experienced the worst thing a person could experience in life. I would understand having your face shaken a, a little bit. I mean, He's I like, would Uh-oh. say giving a pass is the whole point of being Christian. <laughs> this is, again, I say, maybe, <laughs> I'd be like disturbed if you didn't of it. have a little bit of shakiness mm-hmm. yes. after your wife and daughter Die within two weeks of each other. Immediately together. One from a long illness and one from a tragic accident. Like I would I think you should have some questions personally. And and not to not to be too judgmental of this real life person, but if anything happened to uh, similar, even even adjacent to a friend of mine, and that was their response, I would be gravely concerned about their holistic. Yeah, if they were like, God is good, being, though, I'd be like, oh. Well, I'm blessed. I'd be like, 
you need to go to a doctor or, or what <laughs> I, 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 w- I would know how to respond. I would, I would be troubled yeah. on a deep level, but he maintains that. So what, you know, who am I to say? Yeah. But I just thought that I thought that was interesting that they in fact had to shoehorn in religious conflict that did yes. not exist that on a promo tour. He's like, that was Hollywood. That, that was, was Hollywood. It, it's a Hollywood idea to ever do a waver magic from trick. Fans. That was Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Did you see in the credits there was a magic <laughs> consultant for William Hurt? Wow. On the set. Yeah, what a sure liar. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I bet he doesn't even believe magic in real life anyway. So magic was Hollywood too. I don't mess with the dark arts. Uh, that would not Cause be the devil's something paper I do. There is no barn <laughs> where I, parties could happen. The, the other thing that's not explicitly Christian about the movie, but feels maybe generally Christian, but maybe it intersects with general culture as well, is the idea of what what death is supposed to be Mm -hmm. and what it's supposed to mean. Because from one angle, you do see the idea of this person living a life and they were so joyous. And Caroline, this girl, was so alive and she was rambunctious and she would want us to play and do well and all this stuff. But there is almost this sort of... um, I, w- I wouldn't, ign- I don't know exactly how to describe this, but th- there's almost like morbidness about the utilitarian nature of death. Yes. And so, and, and uh, not, not necessarily flippancy, but sort of like, well, death is actually on some level good because of this other, these other things that right. brings us. So it's not like an she- amazing motivator. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like she died so we could freaking play volleyball and win. It's not that. That's not the one for one. But there's almost this sort of uh, lack of reference in, in some ways there, or like deeper grief for the fact of, you know, and this really happened. So it's not like the invention yes. of delusional, you know, people of faith where it's like, well, then they win because they love her so much. And her death was a motivator. It really was a motivator in these girls' young lives. Yes. And and well, Caroline it, was involved in it young life. It feels very encouraging of avoidance in that like, William Hurt's only uh, outlet for his grief is chopping wood. And he's like, you should do this or find another way. I don't know, one or the other, but you should just avoid it. He's like, (laughs) it's his only piece of advice for dealing with grief. Yeah. I was kind of into the chopping wood. I was like, that does feel like a good I mean, way to it's deal. Much, honestly, <laughs> at the end of the day, you have a big pile of wood that you can burn. Yeah. Isn't that more useful than a volleyball trophy? Yeah. <laughs> you can actually burn something. Yes. It. Yeah. I yeah. do find the, it, it, there is a very American thing in the conflation of Christianity and sports, which I find so interesting. Oh, sure. Of like, yeah. God wants us to win. Um, which that doesn't feel like any other country in the world. Yeah, is a, is a is a narrative that happens. Well, the the only pushback I would have for that, just because it's the first thing that came to mind that we talked about, was Chariots of Fire, oh. which was the story. Yes, of, of course. I I it's one of those I've actually never seen. It's just Roger Bannister, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. The four minute mile. Yes. I I didn't. I don't. The, the graceful four minute mile. I haven't you're... seen it, but I did play percussion in orchestra, and we did um, chariots of by fire, and that's a really one fun one for percussion because you get to do you get to play the symbol. It's like oh, do you oh, and then do the you get to shine. Yeah. Oh wow! It's like a real good one for percussion. That's so fun because I mean he wrote on synth and performed on that, and then. 
translating that translating to live that into live instruments as an eleven year old. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. But yeah. but yes, for the most part, this is tr- uh, American Underdog. I guess that's another movie we watched with the the wonderful Zachary Levi. I was thinking about that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And Father Stu, all based on true stories. Wow. Where like, well, one of them is based on a Stu story. <laughs> Sorry to correct you. Get out. Leave your own house. (laughs) I will not. You can't paint me. Repaint your goddamn walls. I will. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't want the Stew Detectives to come after me. (laughs) Stew Detective season four coming Um, soon. But the, uh, just like the amount of tragedy that can happen to a person um, can be almost like comedic in in movies like this that are based on their life. And I also, and I had this problem with Father Stu and with like American Underdog where it's very hard to say this because you don't want to criticize or diminish what these real people went through. No. But I'm always left wondering like, is this a movie? You know, like, is this a, is this a story? Well, it's a celebration of somebody who's able to continue to suffer. Yes. And it's that's what the celebration is, is like, look at how good at suffering this person is. That's so Christian. <laughs> like, it's so good for them. It's very mm. Job-like. Right, right. It is, it is. And and I feel like it's it's some kind of thing of like, you just need to bear witness yes. to the amount of baggage right. like that this person can carry around. It's that radical acceptance of your own misery. Yeah, and then it's, mm. but it's, it's a weird story because like, it's not done. You know, that yeah. grief has not left this man. You know, yeah. his family isn't back. They won a, they won a volleyball, they won a volleyball championship, championship, which wasn't even, his daughter wasn't even on the team no. to like win it. You know, it was symbolic. I understand. But the, but yeah. Then what does he do? Does he t- keep on going to the games after that last, <laughs> like, is he just like, there five years time? Point, with his daughter's the game portrait. is synonymous with your daughter because she was only 17 and that's all she had been yeah. able to really do with her time right. at the, on earth at this point. Like, I also was thinking like, how bummed I would be if like, if I had died as a teenager and my legacy was like all about volleyball and like my yes. catchphrase <laughs> that people would reference, you know, like Caroline would always say, get it done, son. Like, how mortifying. <laughs> <laughs> She'd yell that she was so good on that bench. It's like Kevin used to tweet out when he was 21. Let's have an epic win. That's awesome sauce. And like her her jersey being like at the funeral. I was just like, this is probably just one of many things she did, you know? And like to, to, I don't know, tie it so much to her legacy does, to your point, feel very American. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Somehow the team winning or coming together or even just being joyful I mean, even, is symbolic of her life. Mm-hmm. Adults going to be. high school games is very is weird to me. Adults, the townies <laughs> caring about high school games is always like, what? I don't understand that. A, but I think it is like a bit of a Midwest thing. That's so colloquial too. Even like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not from the Midwest, but just Texas culture. Yeah. Generally, it's so. Like knowing about the high school yeah, football players the in your Lights town it is like and, very important. Right, that like, hey man, that's a child. <laughs> Yes, and people without children on the team having yeah. emotional investment yes. in it. It's it's tribal the way, you know, other things are tribal that we might experience. Yeah. Or like, you know, when Caroline started screaming and crying and throwing up when Emma Stone won the Golden Globe for poor things. And- exactly. It's like you would think, is that her sister? No, you know, but yeah. uh, I care about Just her root- and we're rooting for her. 
Yeah, but but it is hard to connect to. It, it, yeah, it feels it, it's just kind of like touch more absurd. I understand there has to be an ending to this story, yeah. but the volleyball win is not an ending for me. And mm-hmm. it, it is just like, yeah, what, what how did how did Ernie deal with the endurance test he had to right. go through and let's, her best friend? Where did Bert? Yeah, let's try to the, the best picture. friend in like three weeks' time. Now they've won this state championship that they've been using to exclude their feelings. Yes. And now they suddenly have to face the grief that they've been putting aside. Right. That's the movie, man. And like, was that the meaning? Well, I will say I, I appreciated there's the moment when the coach is on the bus with them yes. and they're on the way to the state Look, game. Helen Hunt. Was she serving Hunt in this movie? She Did she hunt. serve Hunt? She absolutely hunty in this movie. Down. And she's like talking about, and she admits finally, she's like, I guess I thought if we won, that would make meaning of Caroline's death. It doesn't, obviously. It's so stupid that I thought that. So can you just play joyfully? And like, can we just enjoy the game? And that would actually honor her legacy so much better. Yes. I was like, this is good. And Aaron Moriarty. (laughs) But she goes one step further and she's like, bus driver, pull over. And then we get a little bit I'm of whimsy. Roll around and I got the snow I've ever, ever seen. We get a Katy Perry snow angel moment. That was, <laughs> needle drops in this movie were expensive. expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. There was Demi Lovato in there. Yeah, it was like Sweet Caroline wow. is not cheap. Yeah, Sweet Caroline ends the Multiple film times. because that's what they they sang at the at the volleyball mm. games and they show the real <laughs> life footage. What are you thinking about? Like Helen Hunt had to be like, I will forego my salary because obviously <laughs> we need Sweet we need Caroline it. at the end of the movie. <laughs> Good grief. It is just proof of like, you know, an Oscar can take you so far. Yeah. And they're, I I think they're both pretty good they are. in the movie. They're good in the movie. I thought William Hurt was very good. Yeah, in the very movie as good. A, as a grieving parent, very warm. Saddest dad of I was very team. touched by his relationship with her best friend. Like, and how, yes. how odd that must be of like, Okay, I guess we right. talk now. Yeah, yeah. but this in, in like a child that you've known since she was a little kid, mm-hmm. and so you do have a relationship with her. I certainly have. Like when I go home, I go, I'm I'm closer to my best friend's parents. I feel like that I am with my best friend at this, like my childhood best friend at this. Yeah, point. yeah. There is a it's a strong relationship. Yeah. So Sean McNamara, I mean, he is an artist. He's an icon. He's legend. yes. He is the moment we've all heard of him. Uh, I of course he did. Direct Soul Surfer, which we will have to do yeah. on the show one day. May when we have a surfer on of some sort. Are you a surfer, Siobhan? Not in any way, no. shape, or form. Okay. Well, not yet. <laughs> that's, a, that's a maybe. Not time. I, I heard a maybe. I have tried Be thinking it once. About I was sport. bad at it. <laughs> I was pretty bad at it. Well, you can got to try it a couple times. I've never tried. <laughs> that's what Caroline would do. And be thinking about the sport <laughs> right, that absolutely. will be associated with you when Hold you the die. Line. Yeah, are so, you going to live like wanna, mine? Wait, do you want a bikini up there? Do you want to, you know... Pair of pajamas. Damn. I know what I want. If I died in 2023, what would my sport be? And what would the line, what would the catchphrase, the tagline, that would be forever associated with you? I, and I know you'll be thinking about that. I'll be thinking about that. I just want to go, go down Sean's filmography because he directed Soul Surfer. He directed the Sweet Life movie, the Even Stevens movie. Oh. Oh. Robo Sapien colon rebooted. A classic. <laughs> Aliens ate my homework. The Miracle Season. So a lot of kid stuff. Aliens stole my body. Cats and Dogs Three. Pause. Unite. Oh, okay. That's a. And then Caroline Moore in our wheelhouse on a wing and a prayer, which is a, a bi- it's a survival film about uh-huh. a plane crash starring Dennis Quaid and Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Hold on. Yeah. 
uh, and Jesse Metcalf, who's that? also in this movie. And he is uh, directing a yet <laughs> movie. I gotta gotta flip it around and show you this no. this movie that's in the works. No, it's a movie called Reagan, starring Dennis Quaid as the titular Ronald. Oh my Reagan. god! In that photo, and he looks a lot like Reagan. <laughs> now here's what's odd: the movie hasn't come no. out now. Of course, the script was based on two books: God and Reagan, a spiritual life, and the Crusader, Ronald Reagan and the Fall of Communism. Oh wow. my God! Principal phot- photography started on this movie in September 9th, twenty twenty. September 9th? That's <laughs> too on. early. Eh, no, don't think about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's and they all were, I'm thinking about. They were shooting in you Oklahoma. Were inside, <laughs> not for Cowboy Reagan. It was an. It was announced in October 2022 or October 22nd, 2020. Filming had shut down after a bunch of crew members had obviously tested positive, yeah. and then they resumed in November of 2020, November 5th, right around a special time in all of our lives. Remember, remember. Uh, it is unreleased to this day, but we have this beautiful picture. Uh, <laughs> wow! So it's in the can. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. What they're waiting for. Wow, release the Reagan tapes. Release the Reagan tapes, Sean. We need to see it. Oh, good grief. He's the godfather of Christy Carlson Romano. Sort of a YouTube legend now. Have you seen her YouTubes at all? No. no. Of course, uh, one half of Even Stevens. She's cool. She, she's doing a lot. And I mean, she's doing a lot on so YouTube. McNamara was part of the Disney machine for a while. He sure was. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Ant Farm director. Yeah, it's like, keep your eyes on that man. (laughs) Man's hanging out a lot of children. Personal section on Wikipedia. The flight logs. Okay, I'm not going to read that. That is unfortunate. As Alec Baldwin said, it doesn't mean anything if you're on the log. His email was out there. Of course. (laughs) My wife is Spanish. Everybody stop asking me. Anyone Anyone can just put anything on a flight log. Exactly. (laughs) The source. Man, anything else to say about this movie? Oh, I'm sorry. It did not take place. It did not shoot in Iowa. It shot in Vancouver. Nice. <laughs> they found the richest crop fields in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, Iowa. Iowa volleyball. I wonder if that's a big scene. I bet it is. I mean, I just feel like sport in general is a big one. It's a big one. The volleyball world, like the best volleyball high school age teams, they come out of the coastal areas you know oh, orange counties and mm. beach kids also like the equivalent of ice skating <laughs> like those yeah. kids whose parents just turn their backyards into yeah. a skating uh. rink over the winter because they live in minneapolis and exactly you can just hose down your yard <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the weather can practice it's not play like, a part <laughs> you want to be an ice skater in california you gotta live next to an ice skating rink you gotta work for it you yeah. gotta really work it's not it's not a given i think we're ready to write this thing yeah I think we've said everything there is to say about this hour, 40-minute movie that we all watched and we all rented. (laughs) It was free on Amazon. Was it? Yeah. Wait, did you have to watch commercials? No. I mean, it said I would have to, but I didn't. They didn't play any commercials. Wait a minute. I got bamboozled. I did too. Wow. I did the same thing. I was like, well, I don't have time for commercials. Well, I'll still Venmo you $4 because, you know. (laughs) For your time. Yeah. you. Hey, man, I'm good for it. I've got $4. I swear to God. <laughs> Your hourly rate. I'm a person of my word. <laughs> and when Kevin died, he said, I'll Venmo you $4. So we so made t-shirts Kevin. saying, I'll Venmo, Venmo like you. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the way this works, we give it a thumbs up, thumbs down. 
or side thumb. Thumbs up is a holy toast. We send it all the way to heaven where the angels say, Bring it back. Holy roast is the thumbs down. We send it to hell where it roasts. And the devil says, No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Or a space between, which is just purgatory. Caroline. Um, do keep in mind with your ratings, you are rating a real life 17 year old girl <laughs> died tragically. Oh, no, no, and whether not, her story is valid or not. No, she's in heaven. That's done. No, we're no, not no. rating her soul. We're still, God's still sussing that out. He will take your vote into account. I can change my mind depending on how, uh, old Mez Dog, what's her name? Brez, Brez Dog shows up in the interview. <laughs> Well, actually, you always love God. Great set of bris. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give it a space between. I feel like I maybe because I was expecting it to be worse than it was. Um, very sweet, you know, some good acting, uh, a lot of forward motion with the story. Um, but I, I am often left with sport movies and and you know, death tragic true story movies alike. Left with this feeling of like. Is this a story? I don't know. Obviously, it's very important for these people. For me, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with absolutely 100% of everything that you just said. A perfect review of this movie. I like, I don't need to have watched it, but it was not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. And there were some really nice moments. Yes. I hope you feel that way about your time with us tonight on this podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a five out of ten. Wow. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Hovering right there. Not a one out of ten. Hovering right there. Right there with the unbaptized so baby. Good grief. I don't know where I am in my life, but I did I did cry twice at this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. From You're hunt? having a day. Uh, or hurt. <laughs> hunt was really hunting. Oh, she really did. Real quick. Hurt or hunt? Oh. <laughs> uh, it's going to be hurt for me. Uh, I don't know. Depends on the day. We're both great. Yeah, she was serving hot and he was hurting. I mean, no, of course, I cried at like her talking to her mother. I thought, you know, the kid actors were pretty yeah. good too. Yeah. That stuff was very tender. Yes. And then the second time I cried is when they introduced those two tall girls as the Twin Towers. <laughs> Monster. And I remembered because we're supposed to remember and never yeah. forget. Brought back some painful you have the memories that your mom made for you just to remind <laughs> you. you. Gotta give it a stroke. The, the dry well, apparently, parts I gotta of it. give it to Goodwill, according to you. <laughs> I wouldn't insult Goodwill. That is my wow. mother. Wow. I think they want things that aren't like that. Okay. I know. I put it in the dryer and I think I screwed it up for life. <laughs> Do you think my mom would get mad at me if I threw it away? Do you think she knows that I have it now? Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to tell with those kinds of gifts of like, mm-hmm. if I take this to Goodwill, will it magically appear at my mom's Goodwill and she'll know? <laughs> it could. It's, which, it I feels don't know, it possible happen. that feels, a mother could find that out. With God, anything can happen. That's true. I get in my car after dropping it off in the bin to a text from my mom like, hey, just wanted to check in. <laughs> On that blanket you I gave you warm 10 years ago. feeling warm lately? <laughs> oh, God. But I have a backup blanket that's in better shape, I think, and heavier. So there you go. Maybe I'll do that. Space between for me. But uh, I was yeah. hurting and hunting all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those actors were too good for that movie. What gets you to cry at a movie these days, Siobhan? Uh, um, 
the violins always just like a, a just a, any a, violin. Honestly, I am very easily manipulated by a violin. If the score has a big violin section, I'm crying. I'm I'm jumping. I'm I'm running out of the room. <laughs> wow. um, She's doing cartwheels, throwing up. Yeah, anything the violin tells me to do, I'll do it. Yeah, wise. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Um, if it's a musical, going to see a musical, uh, I will often, cry. especially. I mean, it's not a movie, but like if going to the theater and seeing a musical, oh, we'll yeah. cry every time. Oh sure. I mean, Maestro might get you a little weepy. It might then. do. Oh yeah, I'll cry in a movie. I'm I not afraid. Maestro. Yeah, and I'm I'll, proud of I it. I cry all the time. I'm a crier. I'm not raining it in. <laughs> I'm raining it in, Jerry. I suddenly <laughs> cried in Stars Born. <laughs> of course, you got it. That. What else, why else are you watching that movie? If that you want would to have be, a nice cry. I would. I would. Am I going to feel my feelings in real life? No, I want no, a movie yeah, to tell yeah, me what yeah. to feel. Yeah. I'm going to feel him for Jackson. For old dad voice. <laughs> I d- wait, so that's probably, no, that's what Springsteen and Cooper talked about the Oscars. Oh, I, I bet. bet. Pissing on stage. Stealing voices. No, he's never pissed on stage. I <laughs> said that did. too defensively. <laughs> he kissed on stage. Yeah, he sure did. No, but he read, he read his uh, biography. Cooper read Springsteen's biography, uh-huh. which is very, I thought it was very well written. And he talked about how in his songwriting, he would adopt his father's voice, who was like, he was a, like a mentally ill man with schizophrenia who worked all these jobs, bus driver, factory worker, all the things, working men stuff. Uh-huh. And so Cooper was like, oh, he took his dad's voice. So I'm going to have a character that literally takes someone else's That's literal. Took from, that was from Bruce's book? Yeah. Wow. He said that in interviews. Like no, in the New York he just Times, took pro- it a little bit too literally. He took it too literally because he just takes Sam Elliott's voice. And- yeah, like that's not the same thing. <laughs> like he's not like using his dad's voice like what he sounded like. Yes, he's talking about his literary voice. And his yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the literary. He would like talk about like the the perspective his of persona. the things. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about. Bradley Coop- Cooper has never heard of a synonym in his life. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what makes him the maestro. <laughs> uh, Siobhan, another podcast you've been on, you might promote yourself or plug your projects, but we're not here to do that. This is a holy, sacred space. I don't need to. I'm, I'm really successful. You're <laughs> Okay, well, let's skip it then. Right, then we'll just skip. We'll, go ahead we will go to Siobhan. Okay. No, what we do on this show, we lift those things up to right. the Lord in all love and tenderness and holiness, including... Something that you're enjoying from the secular world. The last great thing you listened to, saw, read, watched, etc. We'll start with Caroline. I'm stressing out because I don't have my lift up prepared like I normally do. Mm -hmm. But um, give me a second. Oh, I'm getting. I'll give you a lesson. I my listen. You can lift me up at Caroline's parts, and that's always going to be true. And I'm going to lift up, you know what, let's lift up Troy Savant. Well, this is a good connection. It's been out. It's the women of Troy in this movie. Oh, that, I forgot about it being Here we go. Fully out of context of what that means. How do you mean? (laughs) It's fine. But the women of Troy are tragic. It's fine. It's okay. That's step seven of feminism. You just have to read the Iliad. win. step seven. (laughs) Troy Sivan, let's lift, let's lift that. Yeah, one of your girls. I've been listening to that a lot uh-huh. lately. So, you know, you know. Now you know. 
still looking sure, Savan, good in Boy Erased. Oh, Didn't yeah. like anything else in that movie. Joyce Savan, gorgeous house. Look oh. at that architectural digest. Okay, I do love an architectural oh digest. My gosh. I feel like if that's the way, if I had a lot of money, mm-hmm. I'd do what he did with his house. <laughs> if. If. When. When. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for reminding me to manifest. That's right. <laughs> and for, you know, it's patreon.com slash good Christian fun. <laughs> Caroline does need to provide I think for I, her, we will need her impending family. 20,000 new subscribers if you guys could step up to the plate. <laughs> Huge for us. Just yeah. for one month and then cancel. Then that's it. Yeah. I just need that reno budget. That's Thank you. Right. Thank you, everyone. Hey, as I found out tonight, I need that reno budget. Mm. <laughs> Painful. Like we're going to 60 we're, bucks a gallon. <laughs> 70 bucks a gallon, though. Well, expensive. We'll turn yeah. to Siobhan. Uh, I just read a book called The Shamshine Blind. Who's that? Uh, by Paz something or other. I can't remember her last name. Uh, but it's a really fun neo-noir set in like a alternate history sort of science fiction-y small California town. Mm. Really enjoyed it. It's a fun mystery. Mm. The science fiction is fun. It's fun. It's just a fun book. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I love a good sci-fi. Check that out. This uh, ambient music is making me talk really strong. <laughs> is that nice? It's really nice. A little relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all have therapy. Went into therapist voice. Yes. Masseuse mm-hmm. voice. And where do you feel that in your body? <laughs> I'm yeah. in so much pain. <laughs> Sounds like Brez and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Rooting for them. You chopping that wood over there? I'm chop your wood. Okay. You left me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. I would lift up. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Oh, you know what movie I saw? I saw Dark Waters. Have you guys seen this movie? No. Mark Ruffalo, Annie Hathaway. She okay. prefers Annie. Annie Hathaway, Victor Garber. It's a it's a they knew movie where it's like this goes all the way to the top and it's about um, the chemical that they use in the pots and pans that's making all of us sick for the rest oh, of our lives. The, the- yeah. PFAs. Yes, the PFOA, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, huh. Beautiful movie. So you're saying I should buy new pants. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to lift up a, so expensive. a stainless steel cookware. <laughs> yeah, the is, nonstick is going to kill you, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I'm not getting so, that anymore. But I don't, I don't really work with that. I'm going <laughs> to die anyway. <laughs> is that the philosophy? I, I'm going to die doing dishes yeah. if I have to scrub those pants. That's what I'm feeling. Not the way I want to go. (laughs) Uh, I tried to use a stainless steel pan. You got to get it such right. Hard. Every TikTok is like, you just got to get the temperature. They are, and they're always like, look at this little oil bouncing, and I'm like, I know you've got a crust. You're gonna have to scrape. Don't watch this movie. I don't want everyone to be deterred. (laughs) Everyone make their own choices and decisions, and do whatever you want. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod. That's that's what my t-shirt would say. <laughs> Lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere at patreon.com slash more uh, slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun. Support us. Support all of us. Ain't it cheap. <laughs> and uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we love. And we donate all to charity. Siobhan, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You for joining us watching this film. on the show. Love and light. Tonight. Love and light. Love and light. And there's nothing left to say except for, okay, I love, love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. Now watch, now watch this drive. This drive. Hey, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs>
What was that? That was the folk song. Yeah. Don't be a pilgrim. And we could go out on this, or we could go out on the the best song from the movie. Oh, yes. Helen Hunt making snow angels. All I was thinking about during this scene, all the girls get out of the bus. Yeah. It's like, they're all getting wet butts. You can have massive wet butt the whole way to They so warm. And that was a warm day that they shot that, and there was no acting put in you. dusty snow. Oh, hey, just remember, it's cold. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now I'm floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. I earned my stripes. I went from zero to my own hero. You held me down, but I got. That was a headgum podcast.